The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, first off, uh, my name is uh, Steven Schweikert. Hi, uh, I'm Aaron. I'm Kevin. I'm Taylor Dahl. I am Stacy, and also known as Stacy the Backflip ex- Expert. My name is Heidi. My name is Kieran. Uh, yeah, my name is Andrew Fitzpatrick. My name is Quentin Crisco. I'm Brenda. Hi, y'all. I'm Chris Armstrong. How you doing, Bears fans? This is Greg Braggs Jr. Welcome back into the Bears Hopium Den, our summer podcast series for Windy City Gridiron. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for that fine website. So this question, what do you think of Justin Fields and is he the guy? It's probably the most important question of the entire 2022 season for the Chicago Bears. I would say that it's the only question that matters, but that's not true. It's just one of those things where you play the game and everything's worth 100 points, 200 points. And then you get to this question and it's worth a million points, which means that the rest of the questions don't really matter um, if you can't get this one right. And I think that's how I feel about covering Justin Fields here in his second season and his first season with this new regime. This is really the one that matters the most and more than anything else. So it was interesting to get the perspective of our Hopium Den participants. Uh, this is cut together from all of those interviews. Again, you'll hear from 12 people. This is the last time on this podcast that you'll hear from these guys. And I'm really excited for you to hear this part of the conversation. I think it was uh, really good, and I think it really envelops what the Hopium Den is all about because there's so much hope and interest in this young quarterback. Bears fans are thirsty for a franchise quarterback. They've seen what a franchise quarterback can do for a rival for the last 30 plus years. And that green and gold team is constantly competitive because they've had a franchise quarterback. It would be really nice if one of those guys wore navy and orange. And I think that's what you're going to hear today. We're getting closer to camp. Uh, We've got a couple more episodes lined up. I'm really excited to kind of shift gears and kind of finish this series out and kind of finish the arc out. I'll be giving my opinions on all of these questions uh, with a with another special guest or two, and then we're going to finish it up um, in a very special way with the people that I've worked closest with. So uh, stick with us and get ready to gear up for camp and kick off some real football here. Speakers will follow as they did last time. We we're following from episodes one through five. And I'm just letting it go like a one big happy roundtable. 
for the guy do you mean for this team because there are a couple different questions in there you said will he get a big second contract and be a quarterback in this league which no, i think top, is, like a top even guy if in this league. even if he's not the guy for the bears i don't think there's anything about this league that suggests he couldn't easily get a big contract right because Fair. you know Mitch Trubisky is now in competition for the starting job for the Pittsburgh Steelers after a year on the bench in Buffalo, right? Like anything is possible. Um, I think Justin Fields has more potential than Mitch Trubisky ever did as an NFL quarterback. Um, I think think he's got the right head for it. I think he's got the right attitude for it. You know, do I think he'll be the guy? I'm going to say no, because history suggests it's more likely than not that he's not going to be the guy. I would love to be proven wrong. I would love nothing more for the Bears to have a quarterback that I can watch for the next decade and feel comfortable that when he goes out, he's not going to, well, what Justin Fields kind of did last year, drop the ball, right? Like literally, like just go out there and just, you know, we've watched quarterbacks who can't not throw interceptions. We've watched quarterbacks who can't take snaps from under center. We've watched quarterbacks who can't take snaps from shotgun. And it's like, at some point you would think, the favor has to break the bears way at the quarterback position. But then I look at their history, my entire life. And I don't know if it's the case that it will anymore. There's just not enough of those guys. I think really to even support a 32 team league, let alone for us to assume that a guy can be it just because he got the Packers offensive coordinator, you know, like Luke gets, seems like a smart guy, but that's not Aaron Rodgers. Like everybody looks like a smart guy. When Aaron Rodgers is the one throwing the football, does that translate to when he doesn't have that? I don't know. And, you know, his success and field success are tied together. If he's successful and gone, then yeah, it's great. If he is not successful, we watch them crash and burn, and then Poles probably drafts a quarterback in the next year or two because every GM gets their chance. Unless you're Phil Emery. So will Fields be the guy? I really, really want him to be because. I I really really want a reason to watch football and be excited. Uh, I remember watching him play in college a couple of years ago, and he threw like six picks against Indiana. And I think I shot out a tweet and was like, "100 percent Bears are going to draft this dude because of how good he throws interceptions." I have tried to find that tweet, not really hard, because I'm not like I'm not that dedicated to finding it. It's out there somewhere, but I swear to God, I guarantee I said that at some point in time. A couple of years ago when he threw like six picks in that game. I, Ohio State still won. Didn't matter. But, you know, and that's the thing about Fields. This guy is a – there's a reason I call myself a hype man because when I see people who 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 do these things that are like extraordinary, like if you are – you have a craft and whatever that craft is, you have these tangible abilities – that separate you from somebody else. And it doesn't matter what it is. And Justin Fields, like right now in my head, I can name this play and every one of you will go, holy, that's right. And I did curse on here and I'm sorry if my kid's listening. Maybe it gets edited. I don't know. It'll probably get edited. That's okay. Holy crap. You know, that, that San Francisco game where he went and put everybody in the spin cycle and then Peters literally bodied that man soul on that block like that was a play where you're like that's how magic happens like this is the kind of guy who has abilities that we haven't seen it's a generational talent 
the problem that he had was he had the wrong people around him. If the organization now builds around him with him as the centerpiece, you have to give him the protection that he requires. The Bears have done great things. They bought in brick. They've they've brought in past. They brought in big name receiver Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett. You got Jay Cutler slinging it out there. We're all believers. And then you got Mike Marks doing seven step drops and and Jay Cutler getting con- concussion after concussion because you know Omiyal's out there turnstiling it and 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 the quarterback's getting killed. And then what happens in the Cleveland game this year? We all have that moment where we're like, I've seen this before. This is the Giants game where Cutler got basically murdered on live television. You can't have that. You have to support. You have to support your guy. I think he will be. I think we'll. We should see some some growth this year. I hope. But but I think the biggest problem he's going to have this year is that he's now back at square one again. You know, he learned something last year. Now year two, where you should be able to open up the playbook more and and build on where you're going. He's starting all the way over, but he is at least getting the opportunity to start from day one, which he was not afforded last year. And if Greg Braggs had his way, that would have happened, and uh, it should have happened. I got to give Greg Braggs a plug. I love my guy. This is not not Braggs in the stands. It's always – I love Greg Braggs. That's your competitor. What are you talking about, I love the guy. I love Greg Braggs. I'll give him a shout-out. He knows I love him. He's a great guy. I mean, somebody who can get me to literally think about going out in my backyard and shoveling snow for my dog is a good guy, in my opinion. So, he's <laughs> even if he's a, a Purdue fan, he's going to be on a different episode. All right. Well, I still, I still love Greg. Uh, and, and this is a he, windy he was city gridiron produced I know, product. I know, I know. You're on with a co-host of two of the podcasts, and you're going to shout out some competitor. <laughs> We're all in this together. We can't have this division. What are you doing to me, Jeff? Come on. I know he's terrible, but I still love the guy. So we saw flashes last year, right? You know, like we like we saw him uh against the Steelers, we saw him against the Niners, like we saw him have those moments that did make you go, we probably have something here. And that's where I think that. Nagy was was holding him back because like Nagy had like his own vision for how last year was supposed to go, like how like how he wanted to run his scheme and everything. And I feel like that I I I, I really I really truly do feel like Nagy was holding a lot of the Bears offense back. And I'm hoping that Luke Getze, uh going forward this year uh is going to be able to unlock more of those this is the guy moments. He is he is not without flaws. Obviously, he dropped the ball way way too much, uh, gave the ball away uh, too much, and was not and was ultimately not uh, productive enough. Uh, but he was a rookie, and he and he still had a lot of those moments. He does have uh, like he does have a lot of that playmaking uh, that affords him the opportunity, you know, to be that guy so as far as the question will he be the guy I'm, I'm gonna go out there and say yes he will be the guy and the bears are going to have that guy that they've been that, that they've been searching for and i think it's going to be a treat to watch uh we just need to hope that uh, the bears can actually get out of their own way for once because i mean that i mean that, that's it right you know the bears have been their biggest obstacle 
uh, like their own biggest obstacle as far as actually uh, being able to, you know, develop this guy, you know, uh, by this guy, I mean, like, like their quarterback. Right. So hopefully, like, and I know it's hoping against hope. They just need to get out of their own way. Like they just need to, like, they have the guy, they need to give the guy room to work. They need to give him the talent to work with and everything and, and things will be better. Okay. I will start off by saying, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, the I have a Cutler and Trubisky jersey, so I'm a very big optimist when it comes to quarterbacks. Um, so I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic with Justin Fields. Um, but I truly do think that Justin Fields has what it takes to be successful in the NFL. Um, I think it's very important for a guy like Justin Fields to have the pieces um, to surround him. This is the kind of league we're in now where you see – you see teams with top receivers, top quarterbacks, top tight ends, great offensive lines, and they're still not winning playoff games, aka Aaron Rodgers. So it's very hard to win in this league. And I think that with Justin Fields, and I think with what Eberflus and Foles, Poles, Foles, oh God. I'll um, leave that out too. <laughs> Whoa. Um, what they what they did in the offseason, I know they didn't sign any like big wow names, but I do know that they signed four receivers between the free agency and the draft and eight offensive linemen. Somebody's going to work out of those guys. And I personally think that Darnell Mooney is a guy. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be good. I think people have him very underrated. I've been in arguments the last two weeks about Darnell Mooney with people on Twitter. Um, and because Dan Orlovsky said he's not even a number two. But I, um, it's just, I think that if you get him, if you get Mooney, I still think there needs to be like another, another, some kind of big Mm -hmm. guy. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to be Byron Pringle. It may, Um, but just glimpses of what Justin can do last year and in a really crappy situation and terrible Mm -hmm. play calling with a line who didn't know how to protect him. A line where like our Mm -hmm. highest rated player was a 39 year old left tackle who was like fishing and got called from his fishing trip to play left tackle for the season. Um, That was our best guy protecting your rookie quarterback who was like also the process of it. Let's backtrack to like it was a competition and then he wasn't going to start. So he wasn't practicing with the ones he'd had. You could tell there was no connect in the beginning of the season. And as the season rolled, like you started seeing some connection with certain guys. He would get out of situations that you thought he was never going to get out of roll, Mm -hmm. turn, run 15, 20 yards. Um, I think there's going to be a balance of that though. I think they have to learn to tell him to like relax a little, like you don't have to always like take off, <laughs> like settle mm-hmm. down a little bit, scope the field that the line will hopefully help with that. Um, but I see a lot of, po- I see way more positives in Justin Fields than I do negatives. And to me, that is what you want. You know, there's going to be things to work out. There's going to be kinks, especially after last season, it's almost like fresh, like a start, starting fresh and it's the same thing with Trevor Lawrence this year they probably have to like unlearn some mechanics and some Mm -hmm. weird things that they were learning from bad coaching um so to me this is almost like their first year his first year where it's like okay let these guys who and to Stacey's point it'll be interesting with Eberflus because he's a defensive guy so that's really going to count on who do they get from the Packers the OC from Mm -hmm. the Packers yeah, Getsy, um, who we hear good things about. So I think it's going to be a lot on Getsy how much Fields develops this year. But yes, I think he will be the guy. Okay. Uh, same. Yes, exactly the same thing. Um, I saw a lot of uh, adjustments as the season was progressing. Uh, he did. I agree with her how 
he pretty much was out of the pocket the second the ball was snapped, like just, just already on the run. So I think there's going to have to be some adjustments there because he may not need to do that as much. Um, we'll have to see, but I did see some changes along the way, some improvements along the way that kind of made me feel good about it, but I'm with her, how it, this is, you know, there's new coaching, there's a lot of changes to, um, the team itself. So I'm kind of interested to see how it's going to pan out, but I feel really good about it. So I feel positive that there will be some changes enough to give him the support that he needs to, Uh, maybe have just a little bit more time to make some decisions and not be so much on the run. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do feel like he's the guy. Maybe I'm just being overly optimistic about it, but I do. I, I do. To me, as I said before, I think Justin Fields has a huge advantage comparing him to other quarterbacks. Not going to say their names because (laughs) <laughs> that's getting old already uh, because he's he's very strong-minded so um, he's the term sorry strong-minded so I think he's gonna be he's already he's gonna be better already because of coaching and play calling that that's the first reason he's gonna he's already a step uh, a step um, closer to being good last season was awful for him we all know and i blame it on coaching and play calling mostly so for that reason only i think it's going to be better this year and will he be the guy i i say yes but uh people i think people kind of are expecting um immediate uh gratification lately and I don't think that happens very often, like with Patrick Mahomes. Those players are not that common. So uh, everything went well for him, but it doesn't mean that that every new quarterback has to be great on his first year. Actually, it's not happened. It, that doesn't happen a lot. This guy, he's always focused. He's always, always trying to, he's reading, he's watching tape. He's, he interacts a lot with many, many, many other players in every, every kind, not only. And so I like what I see in him because he's always looking on how to improve. Yeah. So let's hope he is the guy. (laughs) I am, I am saying, yes, he is. Maybe of course not this year. It's like transition year, but even even if he go, he doesn't do very well this year, he's gonna be a step ahead uh, from from last year's. Karen, what about you, Justin yeah. Fields, Ohio State fan? Mm-hmm. I feel like I know where this one's going. Yeah, Justin Fields, he's always gonna for me. He's always gonna be number one because for me, he. I, I had a good idea of what we were going to see from him kind of early on, just because of the situation he was put in. When you don't get to play in training camp, it's kind of obvious what's going to happen, right? Like you can look at all these other guys that kind of come in and they still got the split reps at, at camp. And there's a reason why there was so much controversy and why there were so many beat reporters that were rightly pissed off that he wasn't getting time because even other guys like, 
eventually at the end of training camp or even halfway through it, Mac Jones was getting to play, right? You were seeing Zach Wilson. He was, obviously they didn't have a lot of bets there, but even Trey Lance was getting to split reps at 49ers camp and he didn't play many games last year. So he was put in a terrible situation, but at the end of the day, and people will question the Bears and we've seen loads of national media question the Bears and why select Justin Fields if you're not going to put him in the right positions because when you get the opportunity to get a quarterback that you believe in you take that quarterback it doesn't matter right so for me I'll always believe in in Justin Fields obviously being an Ohio State fan but I think that's what gives me a little bit more I guess objectivity here because I talk to a lot of Bears fans that want to say oh well Maybe he's he's not the guy. We should just go out and draft someone. Like, okay, so who are you going to draft? Who's number one quarterback? Also, they always say CJ Stroud. I'm like, Justin Fields is a better quarterback at Ohio State than CJ Stroud was. And it's very easy. Like, people say, how can you come up with that? I'm like, well, I'm a fan. I watch, I watched all the games. You can see the the talent. It's not about just the statistics that you watch in in college football. You watch what actually translates to the next level feels has a game that translates to the next level it looks like his main deficiency he's been working tires tirelessly on this offseason where everybody knew he had a longer wind up that he was going to need to improve which it looks like he is starting to do and he's been doing it with getsy this this offseason so for me i feel like he has all the ability there and now it's putting him in an offense that caters to his strengths and not trying to change the quarterback you drafted that you traded up for to a head coach that has proven he was not able to put together an offensive game plan for three plus years. So I think, like Heidi said, straight away, you change the coaching and he's in a better situation because you are you can be in an offense where it seems like the way they're going, they, for this year anyway, that you're looking at an outside zone, heavy run-based offense, and you'll probably look at some quick passes. And if you do have some success there, it opens up the play-action game that Justin Fields excelled at in college football. And the one thing I... And it kind of goes back to Matt Eberflus. The one thing I always liked about, I guess, Justin's coaches at Ohio State, you listen to any of them talk, and it was never the offense is set in stone. It was based on who was available on said week, especially when COVID was happening, where you were seeing guys go down on different weeks. They always said the game plan is going to be around who's available for us. So that's what I like. And that's what we keep hearing from Iberflus. It's what we heard from Getzi from the very first moment from when he was hired, that he wants to put this offense in a position that caters to the strengths of the offense Last year, they were trying to cater to the offense that Matt Nagy wanted to instill, even though they didn't have the pieces that that he wanted, right? That it was supposed to work, that offense. Now, we, we can see offense didn't work. He wasn't able to come up with a proper game plan. And that's the issue that we had. So what you have to hope for is, and I guess what Heidi said is completely true, people want that instant gratification. For me as a Bears fan, I just want to see development. I want to see where people can start getting exciting, excited about this football team. Will that constitute a lot of winning football? Maybe not. But you need to look at how can we improve from this. We're the th- what the thirty, maybe not the thirty-first ranked offense. Maybe it was like twenty-seven or something last year. 
what you want to do is you want to see where you can see the ideas that are put in the head. You can see what the offense is building towards. And maybe they might be a couple of players short of actually being able to be very successful in the offense, but you need to put the building blocks in place. The problem is we pretty much wasted Justin Fields' rookie season and he's having to do that all over again. But what we're seeing is he's stepping up as the leader of this football team, the way he talks, the way his actions are. He's bringing the offense together when they need to be working together because it's a new offense. And it's something we like Ohio State fans saw with Justin after his first year coming over from Georgia. Uh, his first year, he was kind of involved with the offense. But then after that first year, he took over. And that's where you see all the kind of successful plays. He became the leader of that clubhouse there. And that's what I think the Bears fans are going to start to see. So, look, I would urge Bears fans to be patient, to look for, I guess, the little victories going forward, because until this team is really ready to compete, you're not going to win many football games, right? So you need to look for the development. Stop trying to say that. Um, the quarterbacks coming in on these different draft classes are going to be better. If Justin Fields was picked this year, he would have been, he would have had 10 teams trying to trade up to number one to try, to try and get him. Delighted that he's, that he's on the team. It's very rare that your favorite player in college football actually gets drafted by your favorite NFL team. So that's where I'm at now. I have complete confidence that by the end of his rookie kind of, or his rookie contract, this isn't going to be a debate anymore. Yeah, I can't. I don't think I can add anything to, to kind of Kieran's like a deep, <laughs> deep dive assessment. And but just to Heidi's point, like I think the two main things. Like I, I was a little bit concerned initially that you know he's not polls uh, polls's guy. Um, you know, in the draft, he kind of inherited him. But you know, thinking about it more and more, he not only does he have all the tools. Um, he's kind of got that mental attitude that you saw in, you know, that, that game against Clemson where he, you know, broke ribs or whatever and, and came back on. And I just pulled the stats up, like six touchdowns, like 22 of 28, six touchdowns and like 50 rushing yards or something like that. And we were just, I think we were just really fortunate. There was an article, I can't remember where I read it. I think it was either, might've been on The Athletic about, you know, so many things had to happen for us to kind of have the opportunity to get him. You know, a lot of guys weren't even a lot of the kind of beat writers and podcasts and stuff weren't even covering him because they thought we had no chance. And there was that like, you know, random late rise of Zach Wilson who kind of came out of nowhere. Like, 49ers traded up, and like I just assumed they were trading up the field. So yeah, I think he can be the guy just because he has that. A, we were very lucky to get him. B, the circumstances, you know, around how he, yeah, like he's got that. He's got the tools, and he definitely has the application and the right kind of leadership qualities and and mental attitude. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, I'm not sure if I'm the one you want me answering that question because I was very sure that Jay Cutler or Mitch Trubisky would be the guy at multiple points in my life. At one point, I even thought Rex Grossman would be the guy. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, I was there with you up until Rex Grossman, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, I, I'd like to think that with every misevaluation I've had over the years, that I've become smarter with each one, and I, I, I don't see how. Anyone doesn't see upside in Justin Fields right now. I mean, some of the stuff that he did last year without a lot of help was just outstanding, especially for a rookie. Yes, he had some really rough games in Cleveland and Tampa. The Cleveland game plan didn't help him at all, as we all, you know, has been has been discussed over and over and over. The Tampa game was just a rough game by a rookie quarterback against a good defense. It happens. There's stuff to clean up there. But, like, the Pittsburgh game um, and the the first Packers game give me a lot of hope. And I know he threw a few picks in that Packers game. When you go back and look at some of those plays, he was making some big plays that some other guys didn't make plays for him on. And he just – that Pittsburgh game is just – I can watch that tape over and over and over the throws he was making that night is just how, how do you not believe after watching that, that this guy, that this guy has what, what you're looking for in a QB. Um, the arm is there. He's, he's got athleticism that you don't even necessarily need at quarterback, but that you want to find. Um, and he needs, he needs to clean up some of the timing in the pocket, like getting the ball out, but also he's a big game hunter. He's going to go look for home run shots and he's going to take his time and he has the speed to, to get away with it every now and then. Um, so I'm very excited about what the future holds for him. While I wish that they put him in a bit better of a situation coming into this year, I do think he's still going to do pretty well. Um, and I, I've been like cautiously putting a lot of my uh, predictions out there for this year, a lot of my statements for this year, because I don't want to – get people to think like this guy's going to be MVP or like, you know, I, I don't, I just don't want to put bad stuff out there, but I'm, I'm just very excited about what the prospect of a future with Justin Fields holds and think that he's, he's going to do a lot for this organization. I say he's the guy. Um, I, I don't think really anything we saw with his rookie season aside from um, you know, what things that he was able to accomplish just because we had Nagy and like trying to evaluate someone under Nagy is it's just not fair. Um, but what we were able to see from him, um, some of the, the deep throws were amazing. Like I'm seeing that from a bears quarterback was just, ooh, give me chills, you know? <laughs> um, 
no, I, I really think he, he has what it takes um, to, to really be the franchise quarterback for this team. And for, you know, the bears haven't really been strong on quarterbacks. I I was going to say ever, but you probably have some bears knowledge where you can <laughs> change that. But um, no, it just, it's, it's a very exciting. I, I think he's going to do really, really well. I think he has the drive and the athleticism um, where it's, it's just, um, he's not going to give up. He's not going to give up until he is doing everything he possibly can do to get the Bears to win. Um, and I know you mentioned the the Cleveland game, and that was the most depressing game I had ever seen in my life from any football team. Um, and I didn't know how we didn't clean house after that game. But he's still, like, for as sad as he looked, he never was like, I'm throwing in the towel. Like he was like, this sucks, <laughs> but he never, he never still gave up and he kept coming back and. All right. That's Justin Fields going into year two. Say what you want about Justin Fields, but I want you to answer the question. Do you think he will be the guy? Don't give me a, uh, I need to see, you know, I want, I want to know. I want to know in your heart of hearts, do you think he's going to be the guy? Although it pains me to say it since he's an Ohio State quarterback, I do think he's going to be the guy. Um, I, I think he has it. You can you can see it. I, we're, we're going to know this year. We'll, we'll know this year if he's the guy, and I think he is. It's such a tough question, Jeff. It Why is. is it? <laughs> it's it you know um maybe i'm starting to get a little calloused after believing in jay cutler and then hating jay cutler believing in mitch a lot and then having mitch fall apart trying to understand why it fell apart you know i was a big rex grossman fan but at least i could understand at that time like he's good but he's not peyton manning you know i just rooted for him as the underdog Jay and Mitch, I thought, could be alphas and leaders of this team and and break records and be the all-time, you know, who's going to be the best quarterback in Bears history. It's a very low bar to hit that. I'm not even talking about best quarterback in NFL history. I just want the best quarterback in Bears history, which all that would take is a 4,000-yard passer and a 30-touchdown year, and neither of which we've ever had. Eric Kramer had 29 touchdowns in a season and 3,800 passing yards in that same year. We, to me, can Justin hit those numbers? Absolutely. Can Justin win us a Super Bowl? That's such a a hard question to answer right now because now we're in a rebuild. He had one year wasted with Nagy, and last year he had very few flashes. Now the flashes he had, you were like, okay, he's you could see it, but like. You know, the St- the Steelers game, the second half of Steelers game, that was the moment for me. Like, okay, there it is, right? You know, he lit up the Lions early in the year. And it was like, th- that was really impressive, like throwing the ball. But it's the Lions, you know. <laughs> we- Mitch lit up the Lions every year, you know. Uh, 
he had an amazing run against the San Francisco 49ers. Amazing. And it was in a big moment in the game where they needed it. And it was a fourth down call that was a terrible call. And Justin just turned it into something and, and made it a touchdown. Amazing. Those were just like little flashes. Then the Steelers game, I felt like, was his big flash of the whole season. And it didn't even come in a win. And I know that's not his fault because the defense gives up a touchdown to end it. It should have been his his keystone win of the year. But that's what scared me was like, man, he didn't have that premier game. The Steelers' second half is the only one you can point to. Other than that, you're going off the Lions game in week five. And it's just like, man, I just wish he would have had one game. And I know some people will hear this and go, well, you believed in Mitch. Well, I'm an idiot. All right. So now I'm starting to learn a little more that I got to like calm myself. And I, I want Justin to be the guy so badly, but can I say it for sure? And now it's another year of a rebuild. Like how long is this going to take right now? He doesn't have many weapons, right? He has Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, uh, you know, uh, Valus Jones Jr. and Cole Komet, David Montgomery. Yeah, by training camp, I'm sure I'm going to be hyping this up. But, like, right now it's like, man, is he – I'm worried how this year is going to go because I want to see that next step this season. I can't wait till year three and then be like, all right, now this is Justin's time. Like, I really want it to be this year. But again, I'm trying to keep my expectations low. Uh, it's just, but it's so hard for me to say, no, he's not going to be the guy. He's dynamic. He's the most talented player, most talented quarterback we've ever drafted. He's extremely intelligent. You know, he, you know, he, he's got that work ethic and that mindset and that focus that you need. He has that Derrick Rose kind of doesn't break you know, on the highs or the lows. Mitch broke on the lows. Uh, Jay was all over the place mentally. This guy's got it in between the ears. So, you know, it's just about can they build this team around him? It's it's just not a one-man sport, you know. And so, uh, you know, I, I hope in this opium den, I hope, <laughs> you know, and I'm hey guess what, Braggs? I'm going to tell you this. I think if we had had a Shanahan-like system that Getsy's going to run while Mitch was here, Mitch would still be here. I agree. I think coaching has a lot to do with any of these guys. And I, I think simply having the regime change is going to be so good for Justin because it is a fresh start for him. He has the NFL experience now. It wasn't great. <laughs> great it wasn't a great experience for him but he has it so he's like a rookie plus in my mind he's got this banking on getsy who what what was he the he's the the quarterback quarterback coach coach? i'm I'm saying that system that i don't know if he can call an offense but that system i think is going to be really helpful because we have such a young team on offense You, you don't need justin to roll out to his left under pressure and throw a 60-yard bomb. You need for him to hit a guy in stride 10 yards down the field so he can run for Yak, right? You you don't need Justin to be the hero. You need him to be competent. And as he builds on that, 
he's going to then roll out to the left and hit that 60-yard touchdown to whoever our number one receiver is next year, right? So I think having this system, we're going to know if Justin's the guy, and I think he is. Well, that's what I mean by competence. I just want to see a competent offense. Doesn't mean I need to see wins. I'd love to see wins, but I don't have to see them if the team just doesn't have enough to beat teams uh, that they're playing across from them. But I just need to see competence because, like well, you said with Mitch, his first year with Nagy, you're like, okay, they, they, they're they going. And then he tried to – he he took away everything they did that first year, letting them run. And I know maybe some of that's Mitch between the years not wanting to run after he got hurt. I know you kind of get lost in the, in the context of everything with that. But, you know, he tried to go 2.0 when Mitch wasn't ready for it. So, you know, let this be a more steady progression with fields. Let it be competent. Give the ball to your running backs, Herbert and Montgomery. Roll play off of that. Play action. Little, little dink and dunk passes. You know, hit singles, and then you'll eventually hit the home run. Once they start coming up and biting on the singles, then the home run to Valus and, and Mooney will be there over the top. So, did you just call for more curl routes? Because I've seen enough of those. You know, if they if they're called correctly, <laughs> other teams call them and they work. We call them and they're the most predictable things. Every fan sitting there on third and eight. We all know it's coming. Four, Four yards, right, right at, yeah, <laughs> seven yards. You know, and we all know it's coming. So, you know, competence and and some unpredictability on second and third down, please. And yeah, I, I, it, it's man. I know I didn't give this complete answer. I can't not say he will, won't be the guy. I can't. A lot say of I, words to not answer the question. I can't say he won't be the guy. That'd be. Okay. You, this is a super fan episode, and you expect me. I'm wearing a QB1 field shirt, and you're going to expect me to Try say to put you on the record. Guy. And you know what? I'm not afraid to be wrong again. A lot of guys sit on Twitter or whatever and fence ride a lot of opinions so they're never wrong. I have no problem being wrong. I've been wrong a million. I was wrong about Marcus Robinson. I was wrong about Jay Cutler. I was wrong about Mitch Trubisky. I'll be wrong about players going forward. So, yes, Justin Fields is the guy. There it is. Period. My God, I agree with Braggs. He will be the first player to throw for 4,000 yards on the Chicago Bears. All right, and that was Greg Braggs there finishing it up. I I really enjoyed the back and forth with Aaron at the beginning of this episode where he brings up Greg and it just it was such a random moment where he just Aaron just kind of free forming and just brings up Greg and and then uh then you get to hear Greg at the end which I just find which I just find is kind of a fun way to end this. Honestly, I don't think it's a bad idea if maybe Aaron and Greg got together and produced a podcast uh, because I think there'd be a lot of fun moments in that. But hope you enjoyed this. I'd love to hear what your opinion is on Justin Fields and where you think what you think that Justin Fields needs to do this year for you to feel like he is going to be the guy if you haven't made up your mind on that yet. As you could hear from everybody here, most people had already made up their mind that he was going to be the guy. And then the couple people that sort of sat on the fence for a while 
um, you know, most of them, except for Kev, of course, uh, came back around and said, yeah, he's going to be the guy. So uh, the hope is high for Justin Fields. Again, we'll get into this uh, a little bit more with some other guests here in the last uh, few episodes. Thanks for joining us so far. Really enjoyed this. Uh, and I want to thank all 12 of the participants in the first seven episodes. Uh, I think everybody would agree that your perspectives are really interesting. And I'm so happy to have connected a little deeper with each and every one of you. Uh, until next week, bear down.